So, uh, good afternoon uh, and welcome to another of our Heads Up podcasts. This time we are looking at uh, the new Ofsted inspection uh, protocols for the spring term of 2021. Uh, they began last week and the first, we had four last week and um, one of those was Nansen Primary School. So it is um, a joy to uh, ask you to listen to Charlotte Knott, the executive head teacher, and Nanaki Bajwa, the head teacher, who will be talking about their experience to hopefully give you some hints and tips that, that you will find useful as we move forward. So, Nanaki, let's start with you. What was the initial phone call like? Well, because um, Monday was actually a snow day, I didn't have an initial call as such. I had an initial email which was sent by the inquiries. Um, so luckily my office staff were very efficient and uh, quickly told me about it. Um, and it just stated that I needed to speak to um, the Ofsted inspector who was in charge and just to ring them. So that's what I did. I rang um, sort of the lead inspector and when I spoke to her, she was actually the same inspector we had in November for our visit. So we'd already spoken previously um, and I asked if I could have then um, a Teams meeting with my executive head, Charlotte Knott, um, my CEO, Julie Greenwood, and she also then invited her um, teammate to that um, initial call as well so the initial call was actually a team's meeting which was really useful because we could actually see each other um, and we could all hear what she wanted us to do next really that's great and how long was that meeting Anarchy? that was approximately about 15 to 20 minutes long that team's meeting yeah and what did they ask you well, they didn't specifically ask me a lot of questions. They were more um, giving me information about the, the structure of the day, uh, you know, in terms of organisation. Because it was a remote visit, they wanted a lot of organisational uh, things sort of sorted out. So team meetings with the reading leader. We'll talk about the structure of the day, um, I suppose, in the, in the minute. Um, but it was just about organisation. A couple of questions that she did ask was um, just how many children are enrolled, um, who my chair of governor was, um, their email address, um, but nothing specific that I couldn't answer. It was more about information that they needed to share with us. She also went through, Tracy, the um, sort of agenda for the day, and she was very clear in that initial meeting that it was about action we have taken in the current situation. She made it very clear it was not a standard monitoring visit and that we would only get one of two judgments and that it wouldn't change the school's overall judgment. So the judgments we would get would either be we weren't making effective provision for a remote education or that we weren't making effective provision for remote education. So she started to talk at that meeting about how we are adapting our existing curriculum um, what did we have in place in the autumn term when we were in school and what are we doing now but also with a focus on how we would get those children back on track who'd obviously got big gaps obviously the, another focus was how we, we, we were going to deliver the remote education what the effect was for our vulnerable pupils and for our SEN at home or whether they were currently in school had governance been um, effective in helping us to make effective decisions currently? 
and the impact of support and challenge both internally and externally from different stakeholders. Great, thank you, Charlotte. So let's let's move on then, and Charlotte. Let's let's move on then. So let's have a little think about day one and what did it, what format, what time did it start, what happened. Okay, so after the lead inspector got over her internet glitch and was half an hour late joining our first meeting, we had the initial meeting that was with myself, Nanaki. We had our CEO present at the start of the meeting, and then our two deputies joined us later on. So that was a two-hour meeting that covered the context of the school and particularly any changes that had happened in staffing or in governance since the previous inspection. They wanted to discuss generally about the curriculum and remote learning, what our priorities were currently, but also we did talk a lot in that meeting about SEN and vulnerable children and what we were doing to support them currently. We also had quite a lengthy conversation about the curriculum, adaptations that we've made, whether we were providing the whole curriculum through remote education or just certain subjects. She also wanted to know percentages of children that had got devices, percentages of children that were in school and what we were doing to support them. So Tracy, there were initial questions that she put in an email before the meeting that she definitely wanted answering. Um, so things like, are there any staff or government changes since the last inspection? Uh, the, pro the approximate proportions of pupils who have been educated remotely? Um, who was actually self-isolating? Was there a current proportion of pupils being uh, educated on the site? Um, any proportion of staff who are currently absent due to COVID-19? And if we were dealing with any uh, significant staffing issues, which we had to, or we almost had in advance so that she could quickly go through those questions. Right, great, Danica. So looking at it from there, so they started off with this long meeting with, with, with the senior staff. Then, then what did they do and what was their focus? So next they had, um, what they focused really was on, they looked back at our Ofsted report, so they knew that we, need, we still need to work on reading. They knew that we still needed some work on sort of art, music, writing, um, and they wanted to have a look at history and other subjects other than core. So they definitely wanted to see reading, how that was being taught remotely. They would definitely want to see maths. They wanted to see, initially they wanted to see a history and a music lesson, but music, our music subject leader isn't available anyway but also music we were explicitly teaching across the school it was mainly year four that were doing like a music services lesson um, so we felt that that wasn't a lesson we felt they could actually see and with the art we were still a work in progress so in, instead they um, observed a writing lesson a geography lesson uh, a history lesson and uh, a science lesson so they could get a flavor of um, the other curriculum lessons that we were still teaching explicitly remotely at the moment. And Nanaki, just following on from that then, did they drop into live lessons or were they yeah. recorded lessons? What was going on? So they they didn't mind which what, which way, so they, they asked if they could either go to a live lesson and just drop in or they didn't mind just watching a recording and actually um, we felt the best practice for us would be that they just dropped in um, you know, we've only been doing it for a good three weeks, well, two weeks, well, 
yeah, two to three weeks that we were actually doing it up and running. Um, so they asked to go into specific lessons. So they wanted to see reading lessons. They wanted to see writing lessons, maths lessons, and then any curriculum lessons. So they did go into a science, a geography, and a history live lesson. And it was only a 10-minute snapshot. They didn't, uh, it wasn't something that we did um, jointly. They just wanted to go in on their own without an SLT member. Um, they obviously came into the to the lessons at a specific time that we'd given them and then they came back out um, and only stayed there for the 10 minutes that we asked them to. Did you did you give staff warning about that? Of course. Yeah. Uh, we, we selected our staff that we knew were confident um, with delivering the lessons, but we also then um, had a meeting the day before just to go over the expectations of um, you know, remote lessons and what we would expect a lesson that's what it should look like, but also to just um, support them to say that, you know, actually these are the things that we're looking for, but just to be confident and this is, just, you know, you're great. The reason we've asked you to come in um, is because we know you can deliver these lessons, but these are the things you just need to just make sure that you're doing. Um, and then we had a DFE sort of document about um, what they suggest a, a lesson should look like. So, you know, engagement, that the, the, the staff members are actually um, giving good instructions. They're looking at behaviour. They're looking at um, how they're questioning, um, how they're using their airfile. So all the things that we've been talking about at school, we've wanted them to apply those to their remote lessons. Brilliant. And so, Charlotte, after they've done those drop-ins, what happened next? So before... What they did as part of the two days, presumably because they couldn't see the children's books on this visit, was they did actually ask for the medium term planning for those lessons that they saw to be sent to them. So they could see how it fitted into the sequence of learning and how we'd adapted, adapted it to teach it remotely. Yeah. So then after or before, sometimes it wasn't always after. So on the first day, they met with the reading leaders but they didn't see the reading lessons until the following morning. Nice. Uh, they also met with the maths leaders on the first day as well to have a discussion with them about maths and how we developed the curriculum, but also how we'd adjusted it to teach it remotely. So they had discussions with both sets of leaders. They then dropped into lessons on either the Wednesday afternoon or the Thursday morning, and then they just fed back what they'd seen and whether that had fitted in with what we'd said and what the subject leaders had said in both our meetings. Right, and so thinking about that... Um, back to day one. Yeah. Um, sorry, go on. No, I was just wondering, you know, around, um, did you have to rearrange the reading leaders and the maths leaders' timetables, or did they fit in with you? Well, they said that they would fit in with us, but actually once they gave us the initial timetable, it was really difficult to sort it all out on our end. So what we tried to do was stick to their timings. Um, so there's a couple of um, times when staff had to just change their live lessons for that day, um, but we'd given parents enough notice because they gave us a day in between just to prepare things. We had enough notice then to let parents know that actually on the Wednesday or the Thursday, just that class would have, be having their live lesson slightly at a different time. Um, but in terms of with the meetings, um, they they were fine. They did want us to make sure that it fitted in with us. 
that's really helpful. I, I think that's helpful for people to know there might have to be some adjustments, but interesting that you have the time, well, you've at least got 24 hours to do yeah. something with it. Charlotte, before I so rudely interrupted you, you were talking about the end of the day on day one. So uh, I think I got to lunchtime. So they, so by the time we'd had our two hour meeting and they'd spoken to both the reading and the maths leads, mm -hmm. after lunch, they then wanted to speak to a group of children who were in school. So one discussion was with key stage two pupils, which had to include two vulnerable. And the other discussion was with key stage one pupils that had to include some SEN children as well. So they didn't speak to any children that were at home. It was only the children that were in school. And it was very much about their well-being in school. Um, what did they miss about the normal school routine? How are things different to how they would normally be? How many children are with them in their bubble? Um, what have... Are you accessing online lessons as well? Um, what have you been learning in maths? Because that was one of the um, Ofsted were looking for in their key lines. Um, they also talked to the children a lot about art. Again, that's because that had been a focus in the previous Ofsted inspection. They asked them about things like their favourite authors. What's your favourite thing about English? What have you been learning about in history? Um, and then sort of talk made a couple of children in both groups talk through what their daily timetable would be, um, asked them if perhaps um, they missed their teachers, um, how it was because not necessarily all their friends were in school, how do you keep touch with other children in your class, um, and then they talked about books that they enjoyed, whether they were online books or real books in school. So they spent about half an hour 45 minutes with each group of children so we managed to do it that we kept the children in their bubbles and had the adults that were in their bubbles with them um, to help them obviously with the technology and to make them feel comfortable after that at half past two on day one they had two separate meetings their first meeting was with uh, representatives from our multi-academy trust and the lead inspector did that meeting and then the second meeting uh, the second inspector did with our chair of governors and, and somebody from our local governing board so it didn't meet with them both at the same time they were separate meetings and then they finished the day on day one by having two different staff meetings so in one meeting there was early years and key stage one staff a mixture of teachers and TAs and in the second meeting it was key stage two staff again a mixture of teacher and TAs and they sort of covered a variety of questions with them as well based on their well-being, their workload um, and how they felt the remote learning was going. So they asked them questions um, about what did they think, um, how did they think the remote learning was going and how perhaps it might look different in each year group. Uh, what proportion of children attending the live lessons, obviously trying to double check the statistics that myself and Nanaki had given them earlier in the day. Um, asked them how they found working from home and working remotely. They talked about parental involvement, um, whether or not they felt prepared for the remote learning and for the second lockdown. Um, how does the rotor work for staff who are in school? What was the provision like for children in school? 
people. Um, they asked a slightly different set of questions to anybody who was new and had started post-September 2019. Uh, they wanted to know what the difference was in school prior to um, our trust taking over and what they what the changes had been and whether they felt this was beneficial and how things are different. Um, I'm trying to think. They also talked specifically again about maths and history. Uh, they talked about whether or not they'd had any history training, how the maths curriculum had changed because of what we'd, uh, what we'd implemented across the trust, if they'd had CPD on things like geography and science. Um, and also about their own well-being and how they were finding lockdown. And then at half past four, myself and Nanaki met with the pair of them. But the feedback at the end of day one was very factual. They basically just went through their meetings that they'd been to or the activities that they'd done and said what they'd found out. And that was it. it there was no key lines of inquiry for day two or anything they said they wanted to see um, and no sort of guidance on whether or not they felt we were going to be making effective provision or not at that point. Right, so what time did your day finish then on, on day one? About quarter to five. Our meeting, feedback meeting was at four o'clock. Right, right. So then, Nanaki, day two then, I mean, Charlotte's already alluded to some of the activities. But were there other things that took place on day two? Um, so we started with an initial meeting at 9.15 where uh, we just spoke, myself and Charlotte spoke to the two inspectors about the rest of the day, just to ensure set up that they'd got invited into the remote lessons and got all the information that they needed. Um, so 9.30 for about 45 minutes, they went into some more live lessons. Um, and then at 10.15, and there was a writing subject leads meeting and there was also a curriculum subject leads meeting and then after break they had a discussion with myself and Charlotte about um, remote education generally and there was also a separate meeting to um, sort of send children because one of the lines of inquiry was definitely send children what were we doing for our send children that was either different or the same and actually what was the impact of it um, you know, what is it, how many SEN children have we got on site, what are we doing for them, what about the ones that haven't got devices, um, and how are you checking on your SEN children, and then the other line of requiring was your vulnerable children, so they were checking on those children, but also they really looked into, when it came to the remote education part, it was all about the children um, that, that were actually didn't have a, a, a device what were we doing for them um, and what was that delivery like but also um, the children in school what were we doing extra for them or um, not enough for well not 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 probably not enough but what were we doing extra for that those children um, so what were they getting during their day that was above the three recommended three hours for key stage one and four hours for key stage two what were we doing for those children so they're really sort of focusing on that. Um, and then after lunch, um, they reviewed our planning. They had about an hour to review that. And they also looked at our governing body meetings and wanted this information given to them on that morning before so they could have that opportunity just to review um, those documents. 
Um, and then sort of at 2.30, they had their own reflection time. And it was until four o'clock um, that we um, got our feedback. So that was with myself, um, Charlotte, CEO, governors, deputy CEO. Um, and we had our trust um, lead there, not trust teaching and learning lead there in there as well, because she's done a lot of support with our school. Um, but in between, before lunch, when we after we had our remote education meeting, she um, the lead inspector just summarised the morning for us um, so that we could see actually we we had a clear idea of actually what had happened in that morning. Right, and so the, the feedback meeting, what what was that? How long was it? What did it feel like? It felt very strange, um, to be honest, because it was obviously remote. Um, she gave a summary of her key findings. Uh, she was very good because she just let us know at the start whether or not we were taking effective action. Um, they obviously went through how the context of the school and how it had moved on compared to its previous uh, Ofsted inspection. They talked about how we are adapting the curriculum. They talked about the live lessons. They talked about um, pointers for going forward, what our bullet points of future actions would be. Um, they discussed in detail about the vulnerable pupils um, and everything that they'd picked up over the two days about those. And also she spoke at length about what we were providing for remote education and for those children with SEND. Uh, she also talked through what she was going to write in the report about the trust and governance. And then she also talked about how we're supporting schools who move forward and what she could see had already been put in place and what were our next steps. She did highlight again that safeguarding wouldn't, men wouldn't be mentioned. Safeguarding wasn't mentioned at all over the whole two days, apart from the phone calls to the children, um, because she right so no, it wasn't a full inspection so they couldn't comment on that um and she finished with just saying what our action points will be and that was it right so while nobody would have wished to have been the first <laughs> as a whole what was the experience like looking back on it now when you've had time to kind of think about it for me, I think it was surreal. I think for me, um, remote. When you're in normally, sorry, Nanaki, carry on. No, sorry, I think you cut out. I thought you'd finished. Carry on. Uh, um, sorry, it is saying that my network quality is not very good. Um, for me, it was a bit surreal because normally when you get that first phone call, you're you're physically in school, everybody's in school, you can speak to everybody face to face. I think that was probably one of the hardest things, not being able to speak to the staff all face to face. And also because we had Tuesday where it was supposed to be what she called a non-contact day, the lead inspector. Um, but actually that gave us a bit of breathing space and actually we were able to speak to certain members of staff who were really being observed were in meetings which obviously we wouldn't normally have had we did feel that perhaps myself and Nanaki spent a long time sort of waiting because 
and I'm aware that's probably part of the new inspection process as well, because we weren't involved in everything. But for me, it was quite a lot of time of when I wasn't in one of the meetings at either the beginning or the end of the day. It was a lot of waiting, and that's quite unsettling. Yeah. Um, but no, that's my sort of point of view. What did you want to? Yeah, Nanaki, what what was what was your feeling about the experience? I mean, at the time, um, obviously, I didn't enjoy it, and with that initial um, email, that was something I didn't need. But once we'd got through it, it made me feel more confident about the provision that we were providing um, for our children for remote learning. And yes, it's not there yet, and there's things that we need to improve. But it just made us think about actually that we had thought about our children. We had thought about the curriculum to this point, and yes, we do need to further it. But the, actually, what we were giving our children is a good deal, um, and it really sort of um, helped me. It helped me really to reflect on that because sometimes you think, "Am I doing it? Is it is, is what I'm doing okay?" And actually, for them to say that yes, it is fine what you're doing and what you're providing your children is um, a good quality. Brilliant. I think so. We've only got, I think, you know, a couple of minutes to go. Um, Charlotte, I know you want to come in there. Um, the only, I'm, I'm going to finish with the question. You know, if you've got one hint or tip, you've given everybody loads of information. But if you have that in the back of your head, Nanaki, and Charlotte, do come in on the back of what Nanaki just said. I think for me, for somebody, if they were in, uh, you need to be very clear about what you're doing for your vulnerable and SEN children, whether they're in school or at home. Yeah. But also, in line with the latest frame, it is still about the whole curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Nanaki? Yeah, I would agree. I would, just, I would say just do your reading um, about actually the curriculum and ensure that you're providing... A, as much as a curriculum as you can, but ensure that it's um, skills based and that there's a, a building blocks in process rather than just teaching one off art lessons. It's got to be a sequence. I think that's that's really helpful. And, and, and I know that um, a couple of weeks ago, this is just kind of plug, but to help with the reading issue, we did a one stop shop newsletter, which was just a massive resources for schools to support with reading. Uh, which can be found on our website. So for schools that are listening to this, I'd just like to say, if you need some help, there is plenty in that document to help. Um, ladies, I'd like to thank you very much for your time. Um, it, it's really helpful to have such feedback. Um, if anybody wants to contact you, are you happy to be contacted? Yes, that's fine. That's great. Okay, so in that case, um, thank you very much. And we will turn this um, and, and release this to uh, the head teachers of Birmingham to help them with their preparation. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.